Hey, all right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Ox and the Rat, the show where we put old tales to the test of modern time. I'm your host, The Ox. And I'm The Rat. You are. You are The Rat. All right. So what's going on in your world? What's new? Um, well, not much. We're just trying to figure out some uh, audio issues here because you got a new microphone. I do. So that's exciting. Got, got my pro prosties now. Got that blue Yeti. I love this thing. I, you know, like not often do you do you get what you pay for, but man, like I remember getting the box in the mail and I was like, I did not check the dimensions on this thing. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> and then then you like unbox it and the full metal. It's it's a beauty, man. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's large and in charge and uh, very, like, uh, weighty. Yeah, that's... You can tell it's I'm, made out of metal. I missed that, man. I missed that. And I started looking. It made me, like, appreciate other things less. I'm like, what am I paying for? Like, what? It, looking at my phone, I was like, this thing breaks all the time. I feel... Or could break any second. I paid, like, how much for it? And I feel like this thing, true value, man. Full metal intensity anyways yeah good stuff happy and uh you must be happy because you won't have to deal with uh filtering out noise <laughs> odd noises and stuff um, bumps and plosives bumps and plosives uh, yeah yeah i've got so many settings on this thing i don't even know like what they do <laughs> i haven't had any time like there's four does yours also have like the setting the different types of of uh of reception on the back i have a dial um yeah i only have two you want to be on the i don't remember what it's called well what, what not, does it look like is not it omnidirectional well no just tell me what's the visual of it is it a circle is it like a pattern? oh i don't know it's on the back it's yeah. hard to see okay well it's a a heart a what a heart Oh, now I just turned on Siri. Is it a okay. heart? Hello. Mine is like a heart. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the one I was on anyways. Okay, great. Yeah. That All right. Is, uh, good. <laughs> so we're back on your time again, which means we're crushed, crunched, crushed, crunched, crushed and crunched for time. So what do you say we get right down to it then? Let's do it. All right. This one's called The Fox and the Crow. I really like this one. I like all of them because, of course, I end up choosing most of them. You ready? Ready. All right. One bright morning, as the fox was following his sharp nose through the wood in search of a bite to eat, he saw a crow on the limb of a tree overhead. This was by no means the first crow the fox had ever seen. What caught his attention this time and made him stop for a second look was that the lucky crow held a bit of cheese in her beak. I don't know what... Do crows eat cheese? I think they eat everything, right? The crow. Yeah, that's what's lucky. No need to search any farther, thought sly master fox. Here's a dainty bite for my breakfast. Up he trotted to the foot of the tree in which the crow was sitting, and looking up admiringly, he cried, Good morning, beautiful creature. 
The crow, her head cocked on one side, watched the fox suspiciously, but she kept her beak tightly closed on the cheese and did not return his greeting. What a charming creature she is, said the fox. How her feathers shine. What a beautiful form and what splendid wings. Such a wonderful bird should have a very lovely voice. Since everything else about her is so perfect, could she sing just one song? I know I should hail her Queen of Birds. Lofty praise. Listening to these flattering words, the crow forgot all her suspicion and also her breakfast. She wanted very much to be called Queen of Birds, so she opened her beak wide to utter her loudest caw, and down fell the cheese straight into the fox's open mouse. Mouse and mouth. Thank you, said Master Fox sweetly as he walked off. Though it is cracked, you have a voice sure enough, but where are your wits? Oh, fox mm. burn. <laughs> <laughs> you want to guess um, the moral of this tale? Yeah, don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. On yourself. Well, or don't be uh don't be too uh I wanna say boastful, but the that's they're not boasting. There's a better word, but let's let's go with don't believe the hype. Alright. Well, the flatterer lives at the expense of those who will listen to him. Like yes. it. You're already saying yes to this one? Um, no, I'm just agreeing that that is the moral. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. Well, let's discuss then. The flatterer lives at the expense of those who will listen to him. Well, yeah. I guess that supposes that hmm, that people who flatter, trying to break this down, because all of a sudden it seems a little confusing to me. The flatterer, because usually it's the flatterer is looking for something, and that's what happened here, right? Mm -hmm. The flatterer lives at the expense of those who will listen to him. Hmm. So flatterers are taking, ah, there we go. I got it. Flatterers are taking advantage of others. At the expense yeah. of, there we go, that's the key. And also, the flatterer can only get a reward from those that listen. Well, that's a good one, because that gives you a sense of control, right? Mm -hmm. so it's like there's two parts, right? Flatterer lives at the expense of people who listen, but it's only those who listen. It gives you some agency there. Yeah, so they're saying, like, it's... Uh, if you want to be tricky and flatter people, it's only going to work if they listen. And yet... So you can get their cheese. Ha! And yet, how frequently does it work, do you think? Well, I know from personal experience, if you, you know, you have a nice shirt or something like that, somebody says, ooh, I like that shirt, it's nice. You do get, even though it's not you, you do get some sort of like a dopamine hit. Oh, for sure. From that comment. So, you think there's a neurological side to this, a brain science perspective. Well, let's talk about the most, the, the elephant in the room, which is always Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> this guy, it's, it's amazing all the stuff that's been done. It's like, he hates everybody, you say something nice about him, and then he's, you're the best person ever, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of the re reverse. 
because he doesn't really flatter others because that would put him as uh that would put him his like i'm the best at everything in into question right but it seems like it seems like all of these these people around him are there because they're flatterers and they're just Mm -hmm. they're they're just like they're just playing the game so can you blame them i don't know if it if it means that that terrible policies are followed and people are harmed by it, then yeah, that's kind of shitty. But it's working. Yeah, that makes sense in a boss employee dynamic that we all kind of have to be the fox a little bit. Well, this brings up an interesting cultural perspective, and with my experience in both Asia and Western culture, I can draw some distinctions potentially or can i i can explore my thoughts about this and not come to a conclusion immediately but there's it seems to me at least on the surface that there is quite a dis, a, a distinction between uh corporate culture in let's say just asia in general versus here and now that i'm on the other side right i was in pub i was in private education over there and now i'm in private corporate learning which is a bit different but i'm also in a different continent but i've taught here too so i've I've experienced i think a good spectrum i don't know if you want to broach that subject but for me there's a huge difference and it does seem to me that the flatterer living at the expense of those who will listen and more to the point flattery works in certain places better than in others has a cultural component what do you think um are you talking about uh, are you talking about flattery or are you talking about you know using your your connections i'm talking I'm about flattery to figure straight up Mm. Um, or you know like obsequience or what's the right word like at least you know (laughs) get in trouble for using the word but kowtowing you know it's like oh well excellent idea like (laughs) great yeah Mm. I suppose I for me I just don't I try not to deal with uh, people higher up for the most part so maybe I didn't really notice it um, that people were trying to flatter others. Uh, so, yeah, I couldn't really say on that matter. Well, I'll tell you, it is it is a part of the culture. There is, uh, um, I would say, today at least, and things have changed over time, but today at least, in my experience, uh, well, my, my experience in Asia was that you got what you wanted, by telling people what they wanted to hear versus here. And I'll give you a really interesting contrast. Uh, Now there's some, you know, there's some nuance here and I'll get into that. But like here in my current capacity, I find it's a very healthy, a very healthy, uh, non-competitive, but yeah, um, what's the right collaborative environment where you know, even though I'm the most junior member of staff, I'm able to have an opinion. I can disagree with people. Um, not everybody's the exact same, but it's a very different experience to 
my cross-cultural experiences as a teacher working in Asia. I like it was literally like buy somebody flowers if you want something. That's that was that was a thing. <laughs> it was literally something I have done. It's a yeah. transactional. It feels transactional. It kind of seems like uh, you're dating in some ways. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good one. Is, if you want to bring that, it back to your personal life, you go right ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy flowers all that often, if ever. Um, <laughs> but isn't that kind of what you do to try to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? I mean, maybe that's a, maybe it's more guys to girls, but you know, using a flattery, flattering, a smattering of flattering a in order to mm -hmm. to get uh, you know a potential date or to get the other person to kind of you maybe click on that. Okay, you're a potential suitor, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, well, I guess we're all paying for something in the end. I don't know. Yeah, true. I guess I guess maybe I'm just focusing on the economic transaction as opposed to what is another transaction like what it like they're all transactions, right? Like what what have you done for me lately? Like you want something, you give something. It just depends on what it is. So the nature is less important than the action perhaps. Yeah, I could see that. Assuming I'm getting your, your meaning right there. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the typical sitcom uh, husband and wife or whatever. The, the husband, the bumbling husband will do something nice for the wife and then she goes to the hockey game or something stupid like that. Hmm. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, sitcoms are built around real, uh, are built around real life. Right. I mean, they're based on a, a crumb of truth, at least. That's mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's just the nature of the transaction. Now, let me tell you, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard somebody say that Canadians are fake nice? I think so, but I've definitely heard that they're nice. I know what you mean, but yeah. Well, what do you think then? What do I think about Canadians? Yeah. Being nice? That that idea. Uh, I think it's true because in on the surface we're polite. Usually you, you hold the door open. People say thank you. Friendly for the most part, but um, when that person walks away, then they might be like, "Oh, that guy's an asshole." Yeah, or just distant on the things that matter, right? Like we will hold the door open for somebody. We'll say hi, but. At the end of the day, it's just they're just words, and where actions count, we're less reliable. That's what I hear. I think it's uh, similar to British, mm -hmm. I believe. Right? They well, they have a similar kind of well, maybe they used to. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I lived there. I don't know. I maybe. I think no. I've got to think it's different because I always said, and I still kind of believe that. No, I still believe that. My, the friends I'm, the, the, the several friends, core group of friends that I made in England were the best friends I probably ever had, like thick and thin, you know, I, yeah, I've, I thought that that it was, a, it was a, such a strong, a strong bond and it was built on the kinds of things that some, that 
certain cultures frown upon, right? Like, like taking the piss, right? They're always making fun of me, Canadian Chris, all the time. And, you know, and then I started pushing, I got really sensitive about it, but then I started, I started doing it back to them. And then it was kind of like a banter and we enjoyed it. And that was, that was a really, that was a really, uh, important uh, point in my life as far as relationships went yeah yeah i was just thinking like on the surface level like people will oh i'm sure i'm guessing would open the door or maybe i'm just thinking about like uh older british society because i've been watching downton abbey <laughs> but you know how they <laughs> you know how they have their all their traditions and you you put on your airs is that the right word yeah but they put on once airs. a person leaves you know, they could really dislike the person, but they'll be nice to them while they're there. And then they might kind of say, sure. make a little comment once they leave. I think that's probably aristocratic culture in general. And Britain is like the classic example of it, of unaristocratic culture, whether or not the extent to which it remains. Yeah. But like, of course, I agree with that. My friends were the exact opposite of that, which I love them for. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, there's a part of it. I think it's just, you know, it's um, it's dependent on social category and culture for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any exact, you know, did flattery ever work on you or did you ever flatter someone? All the time. Specifically? <laughs> well, it works <laughs> on me all the time. I'm, I'm very much, I'm so much more aware of it now. <clears throat> And I used to be, I think you could have gotten what you wanted from me pretty easily um, in a working environment or whatever. Or I was moved more by somebody saying something nice about me um, in a private situation, like in my private life. Uh, well, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I have been. Clicking. What's that? Oh, yeah. It's clicking the mouse. Mm -hmm, I was. Yeah, this microphone is intense, man. <laughs> it gets everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Listen to this. This is me tapping my hands on my my fingers on the on the table, like a foot and a half away. That's crazy. I can hear it through the microphone. Anyways, yeah, flattery has worked on me far too often. Do I use it on others? I I've, I've never been one to flatter per se, but I think. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not geared that way. If anything, most of my professional life was, I was a bit too, uh, brusque and, uh, sandpapery. I'm not that way now, but I think I'm aware enough that I don't, that I, I try, I try to avoid actions that I think might be disingenuous, but I'm probably not accurate about that. But before, yes, much more now, eh, maybe. What about you? Um, I think yeah, we have to make a distinction too between like the flattery being truthful or not because hmm. somebody could compliment you and, and you did actually do a good job and you feel good so you continue to do a good job Um, so yeah there's kind of two categories there one that's kind of false and you're just doing it because you want to make someone perform an action or feel a certain way and then that one is actually true um i don't flatter no because i always get uh 
called out on that for my girlfriend that I don't flatter enough. Yeah, well, so. I think there's some there's a cultural component there too, right? Uh, I've there's a huge difference between like what between like what cultures think is different cultures think is okay to say about somebody else. Some are more like accepting of that, and I've indicated that. Some are more like you know what are you like more suspicious? No, that's not the right word. Culture can't be suspicious, can it? But it's, more like, you know what I mean? Like less accepting of it, more, more def showing a lot more deference. Like, oh, it wasn't me, you know? It's not just me. This is for the team. I have a question: Is flattery and comp being complimentary the same, or is flattery innately like a negative? Hmm. Well, if I could type on my keyboard without this <laughs> without this microphone get getting all of it, that flattery definition. Excessive is the word with flattery. Mm -hmm. And you see that in the tail, right? The crow, oh, like what a, what a charming creature she is. How her feathers shine, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She'd be the queen of birds. Yeah, so flattery is, way, is overboard, whereas compliment not, is... Yeah, so it's not as it's not really sincere. Yeah, I mean it can't be sincere if it's excessive. Yeah, there's a derogatory. But can you flatter? Can you flatter someone in a short amount, or does that just turn into a compliment? No, no. Anything flattery could be anything that's beyond what is necessary, I suppose, and that's subjective, obviously. But so many things are. Does I mean, flattery imply you want something. Uh, that's a good question. Yes, I think that's where it's coming from. Because in order to be, in order to flatter, you have to be, you have to have an awareness that it's that it's excessive, right? And that it's gonna get you uh, somewhere. Result in yeah. yeah. I mean, when's the last time you well? You may have never flattered, but like, you know, when was the last time I flattered somebody that I didn't, that I wasn't expecting something from, you know, I tend to mm -hmm. avoid it in general, but you know, yeah, it's always, it's always in the expectation of a return. Yeah. I probably have never done it because I don't speak enough to go on a long enough uh, rant about how someone's good. You don't rant at all, I'd say. I know, that's what I mean. Like, I would, <laughs> wouldn't be able to flatter because I'd just be like, oh, that, that's, that's nice. Mm. And then that's all. That's my yeah. flatter. Yeah, does your, uh, does your girlfriend get on you about that too? How, you how you're like very, you know, if you were uh, one of those EKG heart meters, you'd just be a flat line? Uh, no, not really. Or it's more just like... No, not like that I lack energy. I like one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I'm pretty, I'm fine. But um, I'm just not the, the type of person to be like, oh, babe, you're so cute. Or like, that looks so nice. Would she like what that? a nice dress. Yeah, she would. So I'm guessing it, conversations have gone there before. It's like, you never tell me. Um... No, I'm guessing. Not, yeah, I mean, it probably has. Now she's just got a strategy where she asks me <laughs> so that, oh. that I have to answer and say it. 
What an, what a what an idea. Yeah. Yeah, it really bothers me that I've got to like in in too many situations people people in general are just not they call themselves honest, but they're not honest in terms of like this is how I feel, you know? And it's like, "Well, I didn't know I didn't know you felt that way. Why didn't I know? Because you didn't tell me. If you wanted me to know, you could have told me. But I'm a guy. <laughs> That's usually the way it goes. I somehow don't think like you. I, like I don't. I don't get it. And I, we're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to get it. I, I guess is the whole point. But um, sure is frustrating. Yep. Mm. Well. I guess we'll have to end it here because I'm getting uh, close. I'm going to have to hop on a... Usually I wipe, uh, I wipe. I uh, walk to the uh, subway station, but uh, I'm going to have oh, to Oh, you're actually going to work. I'm going to work. I thought you just did it. I just thought you just worked from home remotely. Oh, no. I've been going to work since uh, August. End oh, of August. shit. I, I had no idea. Okay. Because I was like, well, what the hell? You've got all this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you saying? Um, thumbs up, it works. I mean, I guess... Flatterer lives at the expense of those who will listen to him. Yeah, you need somebody that's going to listen to for flattery to work. So, yeah, that makes sense. And flatterers, you're saying then flatterers are always looking for something. I would say if it's like an excessive, otherwise. Well, it is. It's we, Yeah, if we said like, uh, if it's oh wow, that's a really good job you did there. I don't think that's flattery necessarily. Context or is dependent, it a compliment? right? Context compliment, dependent, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I totally agree to giving you some examples for sure, real world, personal, and uh, I guess at the end of the day, do what works for you. But you know, we can't all be foxes and we shouldn't be foxes we've got to be smarter than to be a crow yeah don't try to manipulate manipulate people into doing things just by that yeah because a world made up entirely of foxes and crows is a world trying to think think of an analogy but i can't get one is a world uh that does not not flow I don't know. All right. Well, that's it for us, everybody. Like the show. Um, you got anything else uh, to add before we go? Well, if you are listening, if you did listen, um, we're on uh, uh, all those podcast things now. So you can find us there pretty much except for Apple, I think. But oh, wow. everything else, if you search on Stitcher or something, Ox and the Rat, you should find us. Well, hey, a great note to go out on. Guys, don't be foxes or crows. Try to find some in between. Maybe you want to be uh, an ox or a rat. <laughs> there you go. All right. See you later, man. Thanks for making the time. Bye, everybody.